There are a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL draft this year. My name is Danny Kelly, and I host the Ringer NFL Draft Show with Danny Heifetz, Ben Solak, and Craig Borlbeck. We cover trades, free agency, and the draft, obviously. We'll tell you about everything, including which quarterbacks are good, which quarterbacks are not as good, and which quarterbacks are just Kirk Cousins. Search the Ringer NFL Draft Show on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. What's up, Shoes? Today, as you well know, is the NBA trade deadline. You're out there covering it in your other job. Doing the doing the Lord's work out there. If you were the general manager of the WWE and you could make trades with other wrestling companies, who would be your top AEW target that you think you can pry away from them for the right draft compensation? <laughs> oh man, okay. Uh wow. We did this before. No, we did this last it year. Got, we did a whole got- episode about it. Yeah, it got very it got very contentious in my mentions when mm-hmm. I was talking about trades. We're gonna do it and, again, but there's too much going on in wrestling to do to make that the whole show uh, right, right now. But but who who's your let's say who's your top target in AEW? You're running my WWE. Top target that I know I can get. Uh, no, no, either I, I way. Guess, okay, either way. Um, I mean, I I, I can't not be impressed with Swerve uh, as my top guy, as uh, somebody I'd want to pry away from WWE. I do think. AEW uh, has given him the wings to sort of spread himself and fly a little bit. Absolutely. But that's sort of that's sort of been the I would say uh, uh, that's sort of been the 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 pattern of defectors, right? Like they mm-hmm. haven't really gotten people who have you know were on the way down and went to WWE. You kind of well, get them as they figure themselves out. Yeah. So as much as I, I would I would have him as my top trade target, I do think he works so much better at AEW than he would in WWE. But he would mm-hmm. be my first. Uh, Ricky Starks, I'm probably right after him. Ricky Starks uh, might be gettable, right? Ricky Starks is the Ricky Starks is the dude you look at and you say, you know, for the right compensation, they might be willing to let him go. His contract's expiring. You know, yeah. he's you know he's he's not in our starting rotation. He's close. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's in there. He's in there. He seems like he seems like someone that's going to have a, a lot to negotiate for whenever his contract 
uh, comes up, but we'll see. What, so we'll so see you're calling, you call Tony Khan, and you're like, what's yeah. it going to take to get Tony Starks? And he's just like, Oba Femi. Ricky Starks. <laughs> oh, Ricky Starks. Yeah, so Tony Starks, like Tony Iron St- Man. <laughs> what's it going to take to get Ricky Starks? And he says, Oba Femi, or I'm hanging up. Oh, gosh, I don't make that trade. That's like asking me to trade uh, Wemby. <laughs> it's like if I call, it's like if I call Greg Popovich, but hey, listen, listen, you know, uh, we got, and I'm not gonna, no disrespect, not no disrespect at all. It's like, yo, we got uh, Trey Young, right? Yeah. <laughs> Would you like Victor Wembanyama? Of course, Trey Young is a better player right now, obviously, but am I giving up on the the prospect of what Obafemi slash Victor Wembanyama could be could turn into? Absolutely. So yeah, no, I, I I hang up right after him. Say thanks, but no thanks. But that's um that's how I would do big business, hint hint. Uh I guess my third my third target. Um man, that's a tough one. Uh honestly, and this is probably more in line with how the trade deadline's gonna going to uh fair out today in the NBA. I don't yeah. think we're going to see a whole lot of superstars. We'll see like some good wily veterans that can sure. like add to mm-hmm. a a contending team. Um I'd take another crack at Samoa Joe. About oh, what yeah. can we do to get you back here, man? Like it, it, he's the, the champ stories. though. You can't you can't trade for the champion. Of course you could. Why not? I mean, he's you know, it could be in in, in his to compare his career it's a late season championship, right? Like it's a late in his career championship. You know, it's not necessarily mm-hmm. like he's the. Uh, he, I guess you could compare it to like David Robinson's second chip, when like yeah. Tim Duncan was also on the team. It's like David yeah. Robinson's still great, but you know, I'm sure for the right compensation, he could be had. You know, so I would say I, I would try and make. I think Samoa Joe would be such an excellent veteran uh, there, but. Uh, I would say my my diamond in the rough, like my, this is probably one of the last things out there for WWE to really be like, wow, I can't believe they did that. We close the show with him every day, John Moxley. Like he would be the last, he's my last, holy shit, I can't believe he's on WWE television. I was looking right at now, that. Guy. I mean, the Blackpool Combat Club, all those guys, I think yeah. da- Danielson's probably got a lot more, but they don't have so much value to the company. I don't think they're, I think that, Mox and Danielson are untraded. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna bleed with AEW. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna live and die with the company at this point. But I've said that with a lot of people. Who knows? But I mean, you mean it's uh, there's, yeah. I would so be down for a Shield something now, if it would true. ever happen again. That's probably if why you're I just going. I mean, like, yeah. But there's a lot of other huge, big talents that are kind of waiting to like. Don't don't just wait for them to explode. Although that could be your. Mo, you're you know WWE is sort of the Lakers now or the, Yan- the Yankees or whatever, just waiting for the stars to establish themselves. But you know, why not go into say like, how much would it take? How much? How much would it cost? How many picks would it take to get an injured Jamie Hader in our in our organization? <laughs> you know? uh, well, do you think her price came down a little bit since he's been off TV for a while? I mean, well, those, and there's those no. I mean, I think immediately her price probably went way up because people realized how valuable she was because there was nothing true. going on in the women's Very division true. for the longest time. But now, now you got Tony Storm, you got Perrazzo, you got Sasha Banks coming in, Mercedes, well, which we'll talk about in just a second. Maybe they think they could. Maybe you can 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 steal her. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe. Anyway, maybe. we got a lot to talk about. Let's start the show. 
What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening you're to You're listening to You're listening to And you're listening to You are listening to The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, buddy. How about yourself? Good. I know you're working hard. Uh, oh, yeah. We'll do a big trade deadline, fake trade deadline, wrestling trade show in the not too distant future to commemorate this. We got to make people mad. It's one that of, time our, of, one year. of our favorite, definitely one of my favorite topics of shows that we've it's ever. It's a done. little bit weird right now, just because the because there's because WWE's out there just like big game hunting, and mm. also like they're in this position of really pushing a bunch of their NXT developmental stars. So I don't know. It just felt like a slightly weirder calculus than it was a year ago, but we'll do it. We'll do it. Um, it kind I mentioned, of feels like when NXT 2.0 launched, it was a little easier to compare new guys, right? Mm-hmm. And fresh guys, I would say. So I, I I see what you're saying, but maybe maybe we just do, we just do like main event talent. We just, just blockbusters. You know what I mean? Like, like how much would it take to get Sting's last match at WrestleMania <laughs> instead of at Revolution? Right, like that's a, that's like that's like Adarashi lost to the Pistons. It's you, like you know, <laughs> we will. We, if you're WWE, do you trade Carmelo Hayes for the rights to Sting's last match? Oh, ah, oh, I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I don't think I'd do that. I, I maybe not Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes and Braun Baker are not touchable to me. But I, I would, I would entertain like the Creed brothers. <laughs> like, Whoa. Like I would okay. entertain the Creed brothers, like the Creed brothers for Sting's last match. Like you, you send him over. Like I, gosh, I would love to see those guys with like the Lucha Bros and FTR yeah, and the Young Bucks. True. And I, I might be, I might be worth it if I'm. It's a win-win. So win-win. Uh, anyway, maybe. we're gonna we'll do this later. Uh, one day, one day, yes. <laughs> but um, lots to talk about this week. Um, a lot more going on in the um, Cody Rhodes Roman Reigns. Dwayne The Rock Johnson's fear. There's a big Las Vegas press conference this evening uh, or this afternoon, depending on what time zone you're in, that um, will be interesting to watch. We'll talk about it. Uh, but to start things off, uh, I mentioned her uh, in the cold open. It appears that Sasha Banks is officially under AEW contract, according to, uh, well, Tony Khan announced that they're doing big business in Boston, Massachusetts in a couple of weeks. Hey. And it's going to be one of the biggest, most important nights in the history of pro wrestling, um, which goes without saying. But in the graphic behind him, uh, there was um, uh, the word Boston was spelled with two S's and they were or two dollar signs in the place of the S. Mm. And it, it appears that this is going to be her big debut for the company. Um, where are, where is where is Mercedes Monet uh, uh, debuting for AEW on your hype meter? It's pretty hype. Not going to lie, it's pretty hype. I think the one difference, uh, you know, obviously, there's always going to be people that are uh, negative about WWE to AEW uh, acquisitions, but I think Mercedes Monet slash Sasha Banks is different. 
I think she absolutely benefited. I think a lot of people are, are going to try and use the fact that she's been off American TV for such a long time against her drawing power. But yeah. I think the fact that she's been off American television this long and is still this popular only adds to her drawing power. And I believe, you know, Tony Khan was real smart in making this a a big Mercedes Monet uh, CM Punk like show as far as the first dance and yep. making a big deal out of her uh, impending uh, acquisition. But I always say this, I always compare Sasha Banks to like Beyonce, right? As in not just, you know, she has one of the most insanely loyal online fan bases I have ever seen. And even with her not being, you know, on American television, the fact that she still warrants this sort of debut mm-hmm. back on American television tells you all they need to know. I'm such a, I'm a big fan of Mercedes Monet. I've been on record saying her match with Bailey was one of my favorite matches of all time. One of the matches that truly got me back into like falling in love with professional wrestling. I have so much respect for Sasha Banks slash Mercedes Monet. So you're not going to hear me doubt um, her ability to make this a plus for AEW. Um, they're getting her at a time where I think a lot of eyes are going to be on the company just yep. by proxy of what is going on in WrestleMania season. And there's just more eyes on wrestling period around this time of the year. And she is getting an opportunity to be treated like the big bankable star that she's always been seen as to me. So I hope that people see her, uh, you know, return as um, not a monolith, but just, you know, I don't want people to hold like the, the weight of the entire company behind Mercedes Monet. I don't think that's necessarily fair. I think the great way to judge the, the 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 success of what she brings is eyeballs, and yeah. you know more talking. And are they going to beat Raw? Are they going to beat Smack? If you're if you're judging, if you're if it's 2024, if we're still judging success for AEW on if they're beating Raw or SmackDown, like that's not the way to look at this. I just think, you know. She brings a certain uh she brings a, a a audience that is almost unrivaled in professional wrestling. And I think the power of Turner and whatever TV deal uh AEW uh gets uh with Warner or wherever in the next few years, um putting that on the back of Sasha Banks is probably, I think, gonna gonna wield them some pretty good benefits. She's a bankable person. Um, she's proven. And, they're, and, the, know, and so. the, I mean, and, and, and as I mentioned before, I mean, obviously Jamie Hader who is, is actually soon to come back from injury and don't think she'll be mm. traded anytime soon. She's a really important person for them. Obviously Britt Baker, but we have, we have uh, timeless Tony storm and Gianna Perrazzo facing off at, at revolution. Um, and this is, feels like about as much TV time as a women's championship match in AEW has ever gotten. So, uh, I mean, they're really obviously setting the stage and then they're timing this out sort of perfectly so that Mercedes can, can, you know, feud with the winner of that yeah. match. Cause it's immediately, it's what it's a two weeks after revolution that they're doing big, big business, um, big business. Yeah. I think that it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, I think yeah. it's really weird. It's weirdly, I mean, 
as much fun as it would have been to see Sasha Banks come out in the Royal Rumble and stir everything up, um, this is definitely a move that I'm excited is going the other way, right? I mean, because I think that that her impact on that company is going to be uh, pretty significant. And yeah. it's going to make, I mean, really, it's like making, it, l- listen, the Storm Perazzo feud has been fun. All of Tony Storm's, you know, recent gimmick has been incredibly fun in various ways to watch. So I don't mean to take anything away from that, but just the wasteland that that women's division was prior to that. Um, you it's know, a it's harsh, like a wasteland. It was a wasteland. It was well, pretty. It was. It wasn't bleak. It's bleak. It's, it's not. It's not in a position where I'll be. I'll be honest. They were definitely not in a position where I thought Sasha Banks would want to go there. I'm with you on that. Yeah, no, and and what I mean, <laughs> and the point I'm trying to make is that Mercedes will. I mean, she's not making something out of nothing. Is the the point because there's yeah. there's some good stuff going on over there's there. There's good now. toys there. Yeah, definitely. But but it really, I mean, but it has the potential to go from relatively nothing to maybe the most vibrant piece of that company in a very short span of time. Yeah. So anyway. I'll tell you, man. If they uh, they are they 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 should take a lot of credit for how they presented Jade Cargo for a long time, mm-hmm. and you know whether whether I, I don't know, man. Like it's hard to deny the value of seeing a black woman in that position, mm-hmm. um, especially in professional wrestling. Uh, saw what it, and Sasha Banks is as viable and important to you know wrestling just in general as anybody who's who's wrestled in the past 10 years, right? Like, mm-hmm. anybody who's come from the FCW slash NXT era of WWE, which I guess that's what we're calling it now, right? Like, the Roman Reigns, Ambrose, uh, yeah. Rollins, Bailey, Becky, Charlotte era of wrestlers. Like, Sasha Banks has her own sort of chapter in the story of that yep. entire book, a significant chapter. So, um, I don't think you can understate how big of a get this is for AEW, man. I'm a big mercedes Monet fan, and I think uh, you know she's gonna bring some big business over to AEW. Not to be, <laughs> not to well, you know hit it all in the nose, but she she's proven she could do it. Let's so keep, I'm really excited let, to see it happen. Well, that's the that's a women's division. Obviously, after last night's dynamite, the men's division in AEW uh, has three men now at the top of the card: Samoa Joe, your champion. You talked about him earlier, along with. Swerve and Hangman Adam Page, who fought to a no contest, or sorry, fought to a draw last night to see who was going to get to fight Samoa Joe at the Revolution pay-per-view. Um, Swerve wanted to go five more minutes. Hangman said no. We've officially flip-flopped the face and heel um, uh, designation to these two guys. But they're both going to be in that match, um, and I think that's the perfect way to go. I mean, that's going to be a hell of a match. And that really, I mean... Sometimes a triple threat is the best thing you can do to really make a match feel big and to sort of establish who the top of the card is. You know, I mean, if it was just one of those two guys, it would feel like, to me, it would feel like much less of a match. My big question, though, is coming out of watching the way that the crowd just just loves Swerve more and more every week. I mean, they could not, he could not be more over. Mm. Um, does he have to win at Revolution? Would it be malpractice for him to lose? I don't think I don't think this is cut and dried. But man, this really does feel like a moment. It does. And that's why I think they're gonna hold off on it. Hmm. Um I love Samoa Joe. I think 
the, uh, it will be it might be malpractice to have Samoa Joe lose also. So I think that's why I'm a fan of the triple threat. Whereas yeah. now you can make the argument in any direction. You could you, you put the if if it's me, you could put the 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 bullseye right on Adam Page. That's who's going to take that pin. It's just is it going to be Swerve or is it going to be Joe? Right, mm-hmm. like so, uh, you know, as much as uh, you know, the Adam Page redemption story since you know everything that's happened with him over the past several years has been told. It's not as important as Samoa Joe establishing real value, reestablishing real value to the world championship scene, and the rise of Swerve in the past year and a half. And uh, you know, it's Adam Page will be fine, and I think that's why he even made Swerve. Because he knows he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally believe you make Swerve Strickland in a one-on-one match. Um, they've already established that, you know, last night the Swerve Page rivalry is the rivalry of the company. It is the match that people want to see over and over again. It's mm-hmm. turning into their version of Rob Van Dam versus Jerry Lynn or CM Punk versus Samoa Joe or just what? I have a suggestion. It's gotten that good. Can I fantasy book this? Let's go. What we got? So to answer my own question, this is Swerve's moment, but you're right. Holding off, holding off on it could make it an even bigger deal, right? I mm. mean, this this could be big. But you can make the argument for Swerve. There's this is you know, he's at he. This is a moment that few professional wrestlers ever get to. The way that the crowd is eating out of the palm of his hand. The point you make about Samoa Joe is right as well. I mean, he is a he is a rock. He is, no pun intended. Uh, he is a. I know, I know that Dwayne Johnson owns that trademark now. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> but he say, is. Yeah. He's in. He he is. He's really solidifying the the top of the card for AEW right now, and is invaluable. And he's one of those dudes that you put the belt around him, and he brings legitimacy to the belt. But the belt brings legitimacy to him. You know, I mean, it's he's worth more as the champ than he would be without the champ. And mm-hmm. keep this reign going. Keeping this reign going is a totally valid argument. But what if those two things sort of cancel each other out? And the answer is, let heel Hangman Adam Page win at Revolution. Everybody's pissed off. Samoa Joe, every, I mean, Samoa Joe and Swerve are both screwed and they, and they you know, desperately want the rematches. But what if, to turn the screw on the Swerve, on holding off on Swerve even more, what if Hangman wins a title and he just says, and I will never fight Swerve Strickland again? Oh, that's so good. That's <laughs> so good. That's yeah. how you I think we're both on the same page as far as like we know Swerve's moment is gonna be a big moment. And you gotta make him sweat for it just a little bit, right? Like mm-hmm. I think him getting that first shot at the World Heavyweight Championship and winning will probably be cutting off his legs from underneath them. Um and the triple threat match is a smart way, especially with gosh, I kinda love it now now that you put it that way. Um He's already proven to the crowd and to everybody that he can't beat Swerve. Mm-hmm. And if he becomes world heavyweight champion and he's basically saying, I'm never going to fight you again. And then you're making Swerve climb again. You yeah. can run the or, risk or of, interfere in all of his matches to try to get the belt off of him so he can have the right. belt and get the belt from somebody else. But still, yeah, I mean, there's a million things you could do with this. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. That, that could be a way that you can keep him busy as far as like, you know, being a, uh, you know, being active, but you do run the risk of waiting too long though, you know, and you never want that thing to cool off. I don't think, 
you know, AEW is fully behind Swerve. I think he doesn't really have an opportunity to cool off at the moment, but oh. you always run that risk. You never know. But especially in AEW, right? Yeah, you can have you can have you can be in the main event one week and off TV for the next four. Right, right. And you could also take so, too long to pull the trigger on something. And then you're just like, well, this is horrible. Why did they wait so long to do this? I'm not going to point any names or fingers, but I think, you know, you and E know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But there's 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 a risk. I mean, that's that's the risk you got to take, though. Right. Um that makes it an interesting match. I like the way you booked that. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and we haven't really seen Adam Page sort of like behave this way. So uh, he's a once he had the mustache, it was all over, man. The mustache, man. The power of the mustache. How can you doubt it? That man grew that mustache, and immediately I was like, this character makes sense, <laughs> right? Like yeah. for the longest time, you know what I thought about when I would see Hangman Adam Page. I'm like, I didn't even know they had cowboys in West Virginia. <laughs> no, would, they got cowboys would, everywhere, man. They, they, I'm they, sure they do. I'm sure they do. But when I think of cowboys, I think of the ones with the big white hats that play for Texas, you know yeah. Jerry Jones, right? So yeah. I think I'm very, I'm very. Apologies to all the cowboys that listen to this show. Uh, I'm, I'm extremely stereotypical when it comes to you guys. I assume you all live in Texas. I assume you all <laughs> live below, way below the Mason Dixon line. West Virginia is a little too high for me to think cowboys live there. But as soon as he got that mustache, I was like, that, 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 that counts. That works. I see it now. It makes all the sense in the world, man. Uh, the power of the mustache. It's okay. This it is, is pro wrestling. We're all, we're all about stereotypes here. This is that's, hey, that's why we do what we do. That's why we do what we do. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. The other big match they set up for Revolution last night was um, Sting and Darby Allen, your new tag team champions, having defeated Billy Starks. Uh, why do you say Billy? I can't get a freaking name right. Riggy. It's not Ricky Tony or Billy. Who's Billy Starks? Billy Starks is a ring. Oh, that's of honor. the that's the female wrestler, right? Okay. That's the female. <laughs> Ricky for Starks. Jericho. I haven't gone with John Starks yet. We'll get there soon. Uh, <laughs> Ricky Starks and Big Bill, former champions, they lost. Um, Big Bill out there, black hole slamming Darby Allen into a million little pieces. Look great. Uh, that's fantastic. So Sting and Darby are new champs, and then the Young Bucks run in and bloody them. 
get their $5,000 white suits mm. all covered in blood. By the way, the cost of the Young Buck suits <laughs> is maybe one of the fakest uses of kayfabe, <laughs> the most, the most, <laughs> the most extreme uses of kayfabe in the history of pro wrestling. Rick like, Flair out there saying, my shoot, my shoot, Rick Flair's, <laughs> Rick Flair, if, if those suits cost $5,000 each, then Rick Flair's shoes cost <laughs> like 15 houses. Um, oh, anyway. Man. No, no but, disrespect. It definitely looked like some Steve Harvey suits. I think it was the hats. The hats took it over the top. Yeah. And also like, yo, Lois and Keys, Sting's kids, man. What's good, bro? You guys are both built like you, you committed to the University of Alabama. You know what I mean? Like two horses. Yeah. I understand bats hurt, but yo, I look, that they, they, Sting's kids are so big. You kind of get the feeling like if they really went to the fight, I'm like, yeah, they're yeah. probably clearing out. They're probably clearing out the whole first row. Those are some big boys. It's true. It's true. Thank God. <laughs> so, but um, in any case, yeah, it looked. Uh, I liked it. I liked it. It, it felt obvious, but now it, listen, it feels like the, the right thing to go. Man. Well, the Bucks' heels are just. It's just so good. They're so. I mean, it's just so good. The EVP trigger is just brilliant. Um, the. I'm looking forward. To, I mean, the match of Revolution will be great one way or the other. The Bucks are the perfect opponents for them. I'm sure we've talked about that before. Um, you know, going off my fantasy booking idea, there's a version of it where the Bucks and and where heel Bucks and, and heel Hangman are all champs at the end of the night. Um, but my guess is that Sting is going to win, that he's going to get to retire as a champion, and that they'll start a new tag team tournament or whatever to to pick new champs because that feels like what AEW... It feels like their comfort zone. Um, yeah. I mean, what do you think, man? We saw Sting's probably second to last match last night. I mean, Sting's got some pretty good knees for somebody that old, man. I ain't gonna hold you. I don't, know what he's, I don't know what he's been doing. I don't know if it's yoga, the power of our Lord and Savior. I don't know what it is. But those knees holding up at 64 years old uh, still is one of the incredible things. It's uh, everything he's wrestling. his whole his whole act in AEW has just been beyond belief. <laughs> his is there old, anything yeah, like his whole? Is there anything he could do? Is there anything he could do at in, at Revolution that would actually shock you? <laughs> a four fifty splash? I don't know. It's, true. Like, it's just like Sting the is most amazing, shocking man. thing would be if he took off the baggy long sleeve T shirt and revealed that he would just been jacked the whole time that he, <laughs> <laughs> that he was that just wearing it. it for like comfort or whatever. Um, that could be it. It's wild, man. Sting is like the only guy from his era whose Q rating is still through the roof, right? Like it, it seemed like it never wavered. Like I think there was a little bit of time after like he went from the red and black Sting to regular Crow Sting, but he's one of the old, and I mean old, like Clash of the Champions, old, like old dude that yes still gets you know the the veteran OG love mm-hmm. but it's still like oh my, I get to watch Sting wrestle tonight That's like true. he still has that it's ho- he I still mean, ha- evolving has always been part of his character or you know obviously since the crow thing especially yeah. um particularly and uh yeah. and and so but but he hasn't changed I mean, I think there's what, a still very old school it. throwback aspect to it. The whole point, I was just trying to say it's hard to imagine anybody else of that generation kind of holding up in the same way. You know, what I, would I you just, think? Would you think uh, 
I mean, gosh, it's sad to think about because most of the guys I still want to see Russell like passed on already. Like I was about to say, oh man, Vader or Rick Rude or you know, I don't. Can you really imagine if just like if like we hadn't gotten the last you know several uh, uh, Undertaker appearances at WrestleMania, but he was just like Swerve's tag team partner in AEW right now? <laughs> I could be different. <laughs> um. I mean, props to The Undertaker, too, for his final run, but I think I'd agree with you. There were some moments there where I was just like, oh, man, he don't need to be out there. I think they kind of played this whole final act of Sting perfectly right. Like, I think they've used him in ways that never sort of felt like, oh, man, he don't need to be doing this, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, I was there it- in Orlando for Roman Reigns' Undertaker, and that was a match where all of us were just like, man, this is... This is tough mm-hmm. to watch, right? True. And to Sting's credit, it's never looked like that. Like, they put him in the perfect position as a hot tag guy, undefeated in tag team action with Darby Allen, cinematic matches. It's not so much different than what WWE did with, with Ric Flair, putting him with True. Batista in that last, True. you know, in his evolution. But Flair just kept going then forever. So Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, well, that'll be exciting. We got uh, a lot of exciting stuff to talk about. According to... His Instagram account, Cody Rhodes, has made his decision. I have made my decision. He typed that in like a serif font and posted it. Mm, I'm about to pull it up right now. Hold on, let me look at this. Uh-oh. Now, yep. <clears throat> we talked on Monday about the whole Cody Rhodes rock Roman Reigns controversy online. Uh, I mean, this has become a real thing. On Monday Night Raw, they couldn't help but talk about it. I've made my decision. He's holding it up right now. Yes, that's indeed what it says. On Monday night, the announcers were talking about it. They were acknowledging how crazy it was. Somebody was handing out, we want Cody signs. It was not WWE, as it obviously wasn't, but it turned out. (laughs) Um, Where are we now with this? Here's what I'll say. If this whole thing was deliberate by WWE, and we don't have any reason to believe it was, but if it was deliberate by WWE, I know there's going to be some people out there who say, you know, this is a corporate takeover of the Yes movement, right? That they're just, they're, they're co-opting this organic thing and, and, and making it into the, uh, making it into the WWE approved version of it. Uh, but I would say if that's true, Listen, there's a lot of people who are very justifiably upset that Cody Rhodes was removed, if, if indeed he is, was being removed from the main event of WrestleMania. I think that's something totally legitimate to get upset about. But a lot of this outrage, I mean, if it's true that WWE did this on purpose, if it's true that they co-opted the potential for a yes movement, there's a lot of fans out there that I don't think can complain because a lot of what you see out there is a really like co-opted mainstream version of fan outrage, right? <laughs> we're handing out signs at shows. We're having rallies to support Cody Rhodes. Everybody is on the, everybody who is, everybody who is, who is, you know, not quite sure about Daniel Bryan back in the day is now adamantly pro Cody Rhodes. I mean, Cody is as mainstream as it's going to get. And whether or not he's in the main <laughs> event at WrestleMania, he's coming out of this a bigger star than he started. Yeah. If it was or wasn't a purposely done thing to get people to like him, guess what? Any and everything 
WWE does is a thing to get people to like Cody Rhodes, <laughs> whether they thought of it or you thought of it. The mm-hmm. point is they want people to have an emotional attachment to the good guy. That's the name of the gig. So all this stuff of, well, they got to pivot now, or this is really a corporate takeover and The Rock is doing this, that, and the third. In either way, you know who comes up smelling like roses? Cody Rhodes. In any way, this shakes out. Mm -hmm. Cody Rhodes is a much bigger star this time last week, this week, than he was this time last week. Right yep. before Friday, right before he went up to the rock and exchanged words and said what was, we don't know was whispered in the ear, whatever. No matter what it. Oh, did he? They figure out what it was. <laughs> what did was you it? see that somebody, that somebody had like the camera, the camera, or the iPhone camera angle nah, and that somebody did lip reading? I didn't see that. He said, no. he said, smile right now or you're fired. <laughs> You got me. Yes. Yeah. It's like, yo, if you don't smile right now, I'm going to turn that some bitch sideways <laughs> and s- stick it straight up the unemployment line's ass. I don't know. Um, dude, even if here's the benefit of the two year build of Cody Rhodes, if he main events or not, uh huh. the benefit is we all saw it. We all were around for it. We all were there for the Royal Rumble. Whether he's in the main event or not, they have uh, have collectively made the choice that whatever we built for these last two years is going to ultimately be worth it, whether it's The Rock and Roman, Roman and Cody, or some three-way dance. Because they all got together, put their heads together, and said, you know this guy? that does every house show, that does every Make-A-Wish, that is being the best man for strangers' weddings, that people mm-hmm. are holding up signs saying, I'm blind, but I came here to see Cody Rhodes, like handing out signs that say, we want Cody. Know what all that's doing? What? That is all making Cody the same big star that he's supposed to be when it's time Mm -hmm. for him to win the world championship. It can't just be because it's time for him. It's not uh, fair. Life ain't fair, right? Like, it's not just about, oh, it's just time, whatever. No. They, my biggest thing coming out of the Royal Rumble, like I said last time, and the real reason why I didn't pick him to to win the Royal Rumble was because I felt they had to, there was still a level for him to go to. There's still, like, between the 2K cover, between winning the Rumble back-to-back, comparing him to Austin, Michaels, uh, Hulk Hogan, like the greatest of greats, like there was still a level for him to go to to where it doesn't feel like Roman is coming down to Cody's level. I don't think that. A lot of wrestling fans don't think that. But when you put this dude next to The Rock and whatever happens from here to WrestleMania, and for the most part, for here and... The Rock's involvement in TKO and being in the brand of WWE. Yeah. Cody's success is The Rock's success, and The Rock's success is Cody's success. Mm -hmm. And that is the most important thing for everybody to remember going into this. 
He is not no. just coming back as a wrestler. He knows he can't be wrestling every single week, even if he does come back for a match, even if this does become a triple threat. I fully believe that this is ultimately going to make Cody a bigger star. When you're bumping shoulders with The Rock, heading into the biggest show of all time, whether well, the question, sure, if it's, a tri- not, if it's a triple threat, then they're bumping shoulders. If they're, but if they're, but if he's not in the match at all, if Cody Rhodes I mean, says my I, decision well, is I want to wrestle Gunther at WrestleMania, then <laughs> then I don't even know what you, how you do that. But like then they're not bumping shoulders, and he's just like he's, mean, a, he's but, way down the card. Which is why I'm still holding out. I'm not jumping all the way out the window because I do believe there has to be a moment where Rock and Cody have a conversation. And they got to talk. And The Rock's got to say something. What Rock says tonight is going to be hella important. What Cody says tonight is going to be hella important. Because if none of the explanations either have to do with jumping in or leaning into the fact that The Rock is The Rock Mm -hmm. and not a wrestler, and this is a business decision, and not only am I coming back as a wrestler, I'm coming back as the literal head of the table in this company. Yeah. And it doesn't lead back to Cody eventually, possibly, knowing that this is the best way for him to eventually become what he's ultimately wanted to be, mm-hmm. which is the guy. Then you got something to worry about. But I okay. feel like you don't make a decision like that well, that's Especially why tonight's going to be so your, interesting. Yes. Yeah. You don't make a decision like that knowing the ramifications without knowing the okay. ramifications of that. Like, you can pull um, that shit off with the money in the bank briefcase. You can, like, you know, you can make up something. Oh, well, lose the money in the bank match or trade the briefcase. Whatever. This is the Royal Rumble. Like, you can't, you can't bury that. Right? It's got to still be important. It's got to still find a way to make sense. So, I I'm agree. That's what that that is the biggest question mark in this whole timeline, which is that mm-hmm. no matter what happened with The Rock, no matter who, when it was decided he was going to wrestle, no matter who who pulled the trigger on that, who you know whether that was a a TKO corporate decision or whatever, Triple H one hundred percent knew about it when he booked Cody Rhodes to win the Rumble. Oh yeah. And according to Sean Rossap, Cody had been given many assurances that he'd be fighting Roman Reigns, uh, but regardless. I'm guessing he didn't turn around and point at the at Roman Reigns after he won based on, I mean, of his own accord. Roman Reigns was positioned there to get pointed at, right? Um, so why would they have done that spot? That's the weirdest thing. And I guess it'll all fall into place. I mean, if listen, if all of the reporting that's out there is true on some level, the fact that Cody Rhodes or sources close to Cody Rhodes are telling Sap that, that he was given assurances that he'd be fighting Roman Reigns at WrestleMania it kind of leads me to believe that the plan all along was a triple threat or at least, or, or, or that rock is special guest referee and, we, and they're doing a swerve on us or something. Although I think that's a big mistake. Like I said, at this point too, because now people want to see the rock wrestle. Um, it kind of feels like if you, if all those news stories are true, then WWE really was trying to thread the needle all along, but we'll see tonight is going to be a big deal. Did you hear Rosenberg's fantasy booking for this, for the, for the I press th- conference? I, I did see, I did see. He talked about, so, uh, so on cheap heat, Rosenberg said that, he, that they should bring out, they should have the rock should invite Cody onto the stage. Like he's going to, 
you know, thank him and give him a hug or whatever. And then Solo Sokoa comes out and beats up Cody Rhodes and The Rock was in on it from the start. And he's a member of the bloodline. If you're in WWE, that, that that visual of the Rock throwing the ones up would be insane, though. By the way, I do give him yeah. that. Like, I do kind of want to see. At I one still point. think the move is that the Rock takes over the bloodline and somehow kicks out Roman Reigns in the process or something, or ostracizes. But anyway, throwing that out, speaking more generally, if they're going to pull the trigger, if if the idea, if the plan at this point is that Cody Rhodes is going to somehow be in the main event of WrestleMania in a triple threat match with Roman. And the Rock, hmm. I'm gonna. If you're if you're running WWE Creative, I'll give you two options. Option number one, two options for this press conference tonight. Number one, there's a fight. There's a Cody Rhodes comes out and announces his entrance. Blah blah blah. There, for, we, option one is anything where we leave believing. I mean, knowing for sure that Cody Rhodes is going to be in that match, right? Not knowing for sure like the match is booked, but like if the Rock and Cody start fighting. Then we know that he's gonna that, that he's involved in the storyline, right? That's option one, you know the 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 obvious sell. Option two is keep playing the game, keep stringing us along, and have Cody come out and not tell you what his choice is, but act like allude to the fact that WWE made him withdraw from the match and mm. and and make some un, and say some unkind veiled things about the rock to make the mm. rock sort of react oddly on stage but we all leave saying i don't know any more than i came in knowing what would you do would you settle it today or would you keep teasing it out i would keep teasing it out we got nine weeks uh I, that's such a great uh, that was something i've thought in the back of my head right like as far as this press conference is concerned you don't need to necessarily get there yet right mm -hmm. I kept saying, man, the Royal Rumble, that's such a long way to get to WrestleMania, and there's still really no story between him and Roman. It will be so... It's a press conference, right? They've sort of been conditioning WWE fans to let people know, you can ask anything you want at a press in a press conference. Sure. What if they just keep it a buck? What if they're just like, hey, listen, I won the Royal Rumble. I was ready to finish my story. But then The Rock comes in, and he's got power that I just don't got. And even though it is against mm -hmm. what everybody wants, I'm always going to be a team player, and I'm going to concede my match to the great one. Have at it. And then The Rock gives him a look like, motherfucker, he wasn't supposed to say it. Yeah. He wasn't supposed to say that shit. What the fuck is Rock with a tight like, smile. Yeah. And what do they got to lose? Right? Like, what do they mm -hmm. have to lose by keeping it a buck and leading it up all the way to night one of WrestleMania after Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes have their World Heavyweight Championship match? Cody finishes the story, or so he thinks. He's holding the title up. You're getting fireworks. You get the 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 the, the, the bumper, the credits. Yeah. Night one is over. Let's all go home. Cody says, somebody give me a microphone. Boom, boom, boom. Give me a mic. <laughs> He's like, hey, I told you my story isn't finished yet. Rock, I know you're in the building. <laughs> and I know you got the power to make this happen. I held up my end of the bargain. Now you hold up yours. Put yeah. me in the match tomorrow night. And everyone's like, what? 
The Rock comes out right after WrestleMania, as WrestleMania Night One's going off the air. Just stands at the end of the at the ramp, looks at him, mm-hmm. and goes off the air. Oh my God! Is that what think what I mean? What I think it means? Da, 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 da. You Pretty still good. don't say it. You still don't say it. You get to WrestleMania Night Two. It's like, did The Rock really say Cody is going to be in the match tonight? Is this happening? Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. The match is happening. You get the big Roman entrance. You get the big Rock entrance. They're facing off against each other. All of a sudden, doom, doom. Wrestling has more than one world. Everybody goes fucking nuts. Oh, my God. Cody Rhodes. That's a triple threat. The Rock mm-hmm. said. The Rock made it happen. Oh, my God. We love The Rock again. He did the right thing. What a great guy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And he got this triple threat match. That's the way to do it. You've got to keep it a buck. Keep it 100. The closest they can get to real life in telling the story mm-hmm. is going to be the best way to play this. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Let's see what they do tonight. Because yeah. for all this fantasizing, I think there is still like a greater than even chance. That I the mean, they're already ob- sold out. <laughs> it's not like yeah, no, no, people. but I just think that they're, I just you know? think the most obvious version of this is the story that was sort of told initially that the rock and the TKO guys got together and they were like rock versus Roman. Let's do it. Yeah. And then WWE is just going to have to figure, pick up the pieces from there. You know, what's um, funny. You know how Cody Rhodes said he's more CM Punk than CM Punk is. And CM Punk said he's more Cody Rhodes than Cody Rhodes is. Yeah. This might be a, a more real yes movement than the yes movement. Was, right. Yeah. What was the whole yes movement about? Like Brian, you're a B plus player. You're a solid B plus. What are they essentially telling Cody about this? Like, listen, this is WrestleMania 40. You're pretty much a solid, you're a solid B plus. <laughs> like, we like yeah, you. Yeah, A minus. A minus. You're an A minus. You're an A minus. You're an A minus, Cody. Not I'm quite still an a mad. Yet. The Rock's an A plus, and we need an A plus WrestleMania. That's a real, that's a real yes movement. After all these years, I'm still mad that they didn't change the name of, of Danielson's running knee to the solid knee plus. Like, I just thought that. <laughs> And said it at the time. No one listened to me. That sad. is hilarious. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so we'll see more tonight. I mean, the other big question is where this leaves Seth Rollins and his heavyweight championship. Um, I think what we saw on Monday night was really interesting. Drew McIntyre is still very engaged um, in the upper, in the top of the card, the title scene. Mm-hmm. He's just there laughing away. I love what they're doing with him now. He's just dancing on Punk's grave and, you know, <laughs> shooting on Roman Reigns matches, being repetitive. I mean, it's it's pretty incredible. I wonder if they don't, if if they do go with the triple threat with Cody and Rock and Roman, I wonder if night one is Seth versus Drew versus Sami Zayn, the triple threat for the for the world heavyweight title. Because Drew and Sami are obviously still linked. They underscored that last night. And now Drew's up there at the top of the card. Or they might just do they might just all the drew stuff we saw last on monday night might have just been setting up drew versus cody at at uh elimination chamber right if they just if they want to do a big match like that there then just sort of gets gets you know carries cody over to wrestlemania that would make a lot of sense but they could be doing both mm. um drew certainly comfortable up there now i think drew as as great as sammy is as great as drew is that's still a huge step down from where he where seth would have been with cm punk um who knows, man? Maybe Punk will come back. Maybe you're maybe maybe Punk's man, maybe it's a fake. Punk, punk ain't hurt. Punk ain't that hurt. <laughs> punk Nobody's is not hurt. Not hurt. 
Ain't nobody. I never believe anyone's hurt anymore. That's my. That's my. That's my fatal flaw as a wrestling fan. I never think anyone's really as hurt as they say they are. Like, what, is there a big show around the corner? They'll make it. Yeah. <laughs> I think CM Punk's in the same boat. Uh, I think it'll be a WrestleMania in some capacity. I, I, I don't think they keep him on TV talking about his rehab, saying I'm going to have the greatest comeback of all time. Uh, Drew McIntyre still Vin, talking shit about CM Punk without the possibility. Cruz, yeah. <laughs> Ben Cruz oh, keeps pointing out it. that there is no or executive producer and co-host of Wednesday Worldwide keeps pointing out that there's no surgery footage. That we have no reason That's to true. believe he's actually had the surgery. That said, they did release footage of him hugging Cody Rhodes after his his Monday Night Raw promo uh, when he had to step down and he was like in tears. Yeah. So unless Some, he's working the documentary cameras backstage. <laughs> A likely story, Punk. A likely story. Now, he's probably really is her. I'm probably just coping somehow. But it just seems to me, it just seems to me that that if you can work the rest of the match after you tore your tricep, and you probably made matters a lot worse, but if you if you could if you could conceivably do that, then couldn't you just tape it up or put a cast on your arm or a brace or something and just work a one more match? I don't know. I'm crazy. We should have. We should find some corrupt doctor that'll just be specifically like a get me to the next match doctor like in the old days, right? And WWE <laughs> finds him and they're just like, no, listen. Gosh, no doctor know, would tell you you'd be allowed to wrestle, but I've invented a new arm brace that will keep your <laughs> tricep intact. Your tricep intact. Yeah, I got the, you know, they got some money now, so they probably got the Apple Vision Pro arm or the, was it the yeah. arm pro? <laughs> it's just like, hey, listen, we got this Apple arm we just give you, you know what I mean? You put it on. And for all our eyes, it looks like you have an actual functional arm, but it's really just VR. Let's say that they could do, this is the dumbest conversation ever. <laughs> Let, let's say that between CGI and AI and all the other eyes out there, that they could pre-tape a match. In this case, between Seth and, I mean, between Seth and, and CM Punk. Mm-hmm and do a cinematic match between them. And it would look totally great. There's no question about work rate or whatever. It's like CM Punk and Seth Rollins hate each other so much they're fighting in a bar or something. What would be better? A cinematic match between Punk and Seth Rollins aired over the Jumbotron at WrestleMania or Seth versus Sami Zayn versus Drew McIntyre in a straight-up triple threat? Seth Sammy Drew. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, You're right. I, I love a good cinematic match. I was a big champion of those in the pandemic, but I don't want shit that reminds me of those days <laughs> at all. Uh, even though I do think it would be the most uh, maximizing the most of Punk's abilities because he's a great talker and I think his banter between fighting would probably be really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd rather see. I'd rather see Sami Zayn get a shot at a world championship at WrestleMania yeah. than anything else, you know? As much as I love well, that Punk, would be it. I mean, you, you really it, would have to, you really have to commit to re-engaging the Sami Zayn storyline, right? Well, they really? have. They have. No, no, I mean, no, no, they, they have. have. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that like that match is that match really only clicks if fans are cheering for Sami during the match, right? If right. fans really want Sami Zayn to win. Um so yeah, I think it could potentially be really big. Man, anyway. Sami Zayn is such a great baby mm-hmm. face. Like, you give him a few weeks. You give him a few oh, weeks to few say, minutes. I'm going to WrestleMania and I'm fighting for the World Heavyweight Championship. 
that match becomes immediately important. He's such a great talker, passionate dude. Uh, he could get me interested. Even that 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 promo he did in, uh, up in the stairs, I think the other day. Uh, I think with, with uh, Caleb Braxton. Yeah. Or it was a really good promo. Yeah, I, I I think that's sort of the next logical step. You made a better WrestleMania last year for the World Tag Team Titles. Why wouldn't you be in the World Heavyweight Championship? Wait, wait you know late I mean? breaking news. Brian just Uh-oh. says C- WWE Instagram just posted video of CM Punk going to surgery 29 minutes ago. Ah, we damn it! But did it show him getting the surgery? Did you that's see the skin open? Is what I'm asking. <laughs> I'm just and even then, the wrestler could work that right. Just like yeah, just cut <laughs> me a little bit. Uh, yeah, I guess he's hurt, bro. Because <laughs> he's hurt. What are you gonna do? What are oh, you gonna man. do? Yeah, CM Punk being CM Punk's got to be there somehow at WrestleMania. Um, yeah, please. Any other big news from Monday night? Uh, DIY are the uh, number what number one contenders for the number one contendership or something for the tag team mm-hmm. titles. That match is oh, a lot is- of fun. Oh yeah, uh, this anesthesia. Yeah, Brian just threw the footage in our in our Riverside chat right now. Super uh, useful, by the way. We should make clips of this. Us reacting to stuff like this. Uh, yeah, I guess Punk is really hurt. <laughs> Wait, I thought I Punk know. was straight. If Punk was straight edge, right? I didn't. Th- Can you take anesthesia? You won't <laughs> have to tough it out. Yeah, no. Uh, I think it was it was plant based. It was plant based anesthesia. <laughs> All right. It was really just a mixture of uh, of herbs and spices. Uh, I don't know. Did I say herbs and spices like it was fried yeah. chicken. <laughs> um, yeah, nah. Damn, I guess Punk's really hurt. But if he's not, and what? maybe just because he's in a hospital, you're gonna say he's hurt? Did they actually? Vince show McMahon him was in the hospital when he got attacked by uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. That was this a work. True. This is true. And does he see Doctor James Andrews? This is James Andrews. Yeah, that's his if name. Is he if still it's working? Not James Andrews. Uh, he, I, I would think so. He's still he's still the go to, right? He's still the he's still the MVP. Oh, of, absolutely. Of I just haven't heard his name in a while. I don't know. I mean, yeah. but yes, I mean that's that's the guy. Yeah, you can't lie when you when you mention when you name drop Doctor James Andrews, you can't that's be like, lying. Right, yeah, it's one of those things. Because <laughs> Doctor James Andrews probably has a publicly available schedule, like the president. He's like his his, his <laughs> surgeries are so important to our of nation. Course. Keeping it's our like, basketball yo, players I, and football players healthy. Yeah, come on. He's like, yeah, I'll work. I'll work on you, pro wrestler. Right after I take care of uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers' Achilles or something like that. You know, it's like, yeah, I bet he has the wildest Rolodex. He's got to have like the wildest like uh, iCal information. At eighty-one years <laughs> old, he's still working. How old is he? <laughs> eighty-one. Oh, well, they, he's he can't a goat. stop. Legend. He can't, can't stop. stop. He's like Sting. Stop. He's like, well, I guess Sting is really retiring. He's like, he's like one of these old wrestlers. He's like, guys, I think I'm done. And they're just like, we'll give you five million dollars to <laughs> to fix, you know, whatever to to fix Baker Mayfield's <laughs> Achilles. And you're just like, like, okay, I'll do that. You think they pulled James Andrews out the out the surgery bullpen like uh, <laughs> like The Rock every couple of years? It's like, yo. You got to really make some big business, man. And they pull out. The, he has entrance sure music pops, when he walks into to the hospital. I'm sure he just comes out. I'm sure he just comes out through these high profile ones. You know, like when doctors, when like you're, when you're like your your general practitioner retires. I don't know if that's yeah. ever happened to you, but a lot of times they don't. They don't just disappear. A lot of times they just stop taking new clients and just wait for their existing clients to die off with their, you know, whatever as they get older. 
uh, and it reduces their workload. I'm sure Dr. James Andrews is just chilling by the Dr. James Andrews. You got to say it all together. You got to. Uh, yeah. I'm sure he's just chilling by the pool. And then whenever somebody calls and they're just like, oops, you know, like major NFL injury, major NBA injury. They call him Kevin like Durant pulled something in, uh, again. They call him like Tony Stark in Avengers Endgame where he's like yeah. on, his, on his tree with uh, his little daughter. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Captain America pulls up and he's like, oh, I can't if, do this again, guys. He's like, we t- need you. If, it's the it's the fate of the world, Doc. And he's like, ah, I got my kids. I got my life here. I don't know if I don't know if Doctor James Andrews, <laughs> the record, does tricep surgeries. So he might he's probably not the he might not be the guy here. <laughs> Although it would be you know you know would be a great wrestling storyline is if Tony Khan paid off Doctor James Andrews oh, to no. botch to botch the surgery. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Dr. James like, Andrews would, has a lot of, how, he's 81 years old. You know, he's, how many surgeries have left? Tony Khan's just like, here's a hundred million dollars. Just <laughs> set his arm on fire. Wow. How do you reveal that? Like while he's under, like, does he like sneak up from behind the curtain? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just, like it was me. Punk. With the scalpel, he just throws, he throws a scalpel into no, the open you, wound. <laughs> you say, you, you just have like him. Well, okay. If this was TV, you would have him. You would show him finishing the surgery. You know, dust off his hands, clap them together, and then like walk out of the room and have Tony Khan waiting there. You know, and, and, they, and he's like, <laughs> like it everything done? it went according to plan. So, but if you but in pro wrestling, it would be uh, the interviewer be waiting outside of the of the. We never see the the sur- the, the, the operating room, right? But then yeah. the door the door would barely open, just enough for Doctor James Andrews to like <laughs> you know squeeze through. And there'd be a report, a WWE backstage reporter waiting there for him, and they would just be like, uh, "Sir, how did it go?" or whatever. And then as he's walking away, you would see, you would see the next person he talked to looks mysteriously like Tony Khan, right? Like, like way oh, over no. in, the, in the background, he's having a conversation. Is <laughs> it like, uh, "This is Kyla Braxton reporting for WWE," but over her shoulder, you see, you see Tony Khan and Dr. James <laughs> Andrews talking to each other in the distance. Um, <clears throat> anyway. This is a whole lot of. Just, this has been a big fantasy this booking is so episode. Silly. Of the show. <laughs> I'm this glad is the silliest conversation. We've had some silly conversations on the show. Tony Khan uh, revealing himself as uh, an attempted murderer. I would say this, this, is, this is exactly what we're saying. The bot someone surgery. Uh, That's gotta it's okay. Be we talked a lot about list. AEW today. A lot of mostly positive <laughs> stuff. Anyway. Um. What any did anything else happen on Monday night that we need to comment on? Um uh let's see, Becky Lynch made it to the elimination chamber match. Mm. Um yeah. The Miz had a good showing defending mm. his 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 good friend R Truth, his old mm-hmm. friend R Truth. Kabuki Warriors Nia retained. Nia Cody defeated and, uh, Rhea Ripley mm-hmm. getting into it. Oh Let's yeah, that it. was fun. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna fight at Elimination Chamber. Oh yeah. Um that's gonna be yeah. a badass win in her hometown. I can't wait for that. She's gonna oh, look like sure. a she's gonna look like a zillion bucks. That entrance, oh, yeah. that victory. Nia Jax is the perfect opponent for her at, at Elimination Chamber. That was a big wonder mm-hmm. for me for a while. I'm like, who's who are we getting Rhea Ripley with at at the joint? You don't really put her in the Elimination Chamber. Just give her a match where you know. No, she's perfect she because really she's showcase. Cause she, yeah, because it can make she'll make Rhea look really impressive, and she's a, she's a she is a believable opponent. But at the same time, she's not necessary for the Elimination Chamber match, right? I mean, we don't, mm. like, I don't think anybody would pick her as the winner if she was in there. So, you know, anyway, she's, it's perfect. Um, oh, we should talk about TNA. They fired Scott Damore. That's crazy. 
That's crazy. Well, unless there's that. some, <laughs> unless there's some other part of the story that we don't know about, there's something. Obviously, no. there's a lot of reasons yeah, why you fire somebody. Yeah. Isn't that uh, messed up though? Like, you can't even lose a job no more. Like the the minute you lose a job, everyone's like, initially, like, damn, that's crazy. But like, your second thought is like, well, I hope no crazy shit fucking comes out. <laughs> well, we all have to. We're all very circumspect, you know. Yeah. And we have to in whatever sure. we say because you know you whatever because like. I, so before I say this is a stu- super stupid decision, I do want to couch it by saying, unless there's information that unless we don't know a, about, yeah. unless yeah, he was embezzling it. funds or something, um, uh, this seems really short-sighted. Now, the statement from Anthem says they just kind of wanted to integrate, or the reporting too, just says they kind of wanted to integrate TNA into the Anthem family a little bit more. So one of their ex- existing execs is sort of taking over the reins there and... Um, I mean, you'd think, you know, Scott DeMore's had a lot of different jobs at TNA. Like, he could impact over the years, you know? I mean, you, it seems like there's a way to be like, you're not in charge anymore, but you're, so you can still run creative or something. But maybe he said he wasn't interested in that. I mean, honestly, if he's not, if there's no if there's no other part to the story, I think he's probably in a position where he's like, I've, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to take a demotion and there's other people out there that'll hire me. Because I imagine that he could, you know, if Tony Khan is smart, he'd say, hey, c- come run Collision or at least come run Ring of Honor. You know, um, people seem to love working with him and, or in WWE there's a lot of XTNA impact guys who've had a lot of success over there. Jeremy Borash and there's others. Um, uh, Joseph, former Joseph Park. Uh, but there, but yeah, so I mean, he may only, there could be work for him over there. I think that someone as talented as him, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of people. I mean, and all these wrestlers are speaking out on his behalf and everything. Um, Moose said he only re-signed because of him. Yeah, it's, mm. it's it's a it's a sad situation. This might be the final kind of LOLTNA moment, you know, before that ship just sinks because they were finally getting to a place where we were, people were talking about them on the regular yeah. and stuff and just had their highest rated pay-per-view and it's just kind of crazy. But, you know, who knows? There'll be more on it. Yeah, um, from what I read from what I read, they said he wanted to spend more money to get more talents. Like, oh, right. That's right what, I think Meltzer people. said that, that he was like, you, you know, he, he kept making all this progress and every time he would, my guess is he would hit another benchmark. He would say, now can we open the purse strings a little bit? And they would say, no, what are you crazy? Um, That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, so maybe, maybe he was just too much of a pest at this point. Um, well, I'm sure he's not going to be out of work for very long. Uh, you know, if everything is everything <laughs> uh, like you the said. Mavericks just got PJ Williams? Oh, okay. PJ Washington. Sorry, I PJ Was- Washington for Grant Williams and trading Grant oh, Williams. Wow. And Seth you guys Curry. didn't like Grant Williams? He wasn't doing anything for us. He wasn't doing I like anything. The, for you I like the idea. I like the idea of Grant Williams. So we got Daniel yeah. Gafford and PJ Washington now to trade them. Okay, solid, solid, solid. Nick's got Boyan Bogdanovich and Alec Burks. See so you in the Knicks finals, Kaz. Yeah, See you in the now. finals. Wait, we're actually playing you guys tonight. The Knicks play the Mavericks tonight. Where? In Funny enough. In, in New York tonight. Oh, really? Damn. Funny enough, yeah. I don't think Brunson's playing, though. He twisted his ankle, but... Huh. You should put something on this game, Dave. If the Knicks win on Monday, when we come back for the show... Wait, who's playing? Who's not playing? Well, Brunson's not playing. So oh, Brunson's not playing. Well... Well, he's probably but not see, playing. Kyrie came he's, back, but Luka and Kyrie never both play. So it's, I mean, there's... True. Well, Brunson's listen is questionable, and the Knicks are 9-1 in the last 10. Uh, but Luka's Luka and Kyrie is Kyrie in the garden. Sure, it's going to be a wild show. 
think the Knicks will be underdogs tonight, but even if they are, Dave, the Knicks do beat the Mavericks tonight. On Monday, I need you to come on this show wearing <laughs> uh I don't know. I need a good I need a good I need a good one for you, yo. I need wearing. a good one. I need a like a Knicks hat or something? That's not that big of a I mean, deal. I guess a Knicks hat ain't that big of a deal. No. I mean, you're in New York. You blend right in. Uh, well, well, you know what? You let us know, listeners. Folks that listen to the show, uh, if you get to listen to this before the Knicks-Mavericks game. Uh, How about this? Uh, if the Knicks win, you yes. get to do the cold open question of the week on Monday. Ah, I love that. Okay. Knicks win. I will get the cold open question of the week Monday. What happens if the Mavericks win, Dave? Do you got something on me? Um, I was going to say you have to do the cold open question of the week on Monday. If, uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll think about it. We'll think about we'll it. Find uh, we'll find something. We'll find something. I'll check the For comments. Years, if we got a good one by Monday, we'll use it. <laughs> you mentioned the Knicks hat. For years, the only baseball cap that I wore was a Brooklyn Do- a black Brooklyn Dodgers hat. Like a black on black Brooklyn Dodgers hat. Okay, and, solid. And um, and I picked it because I wanted like the least offensive hat I could possibly wear, right? I wanted to wear a base a black baseball cap, but didn't want to, didn't even want to be associated with a team that I liked. I just wanted an invi- basically an invisible hat, right? Right. And they right. sell these Brooklyn Dodgers hats around Brooklyn and whatever. So it's just it's really really basic. The thing is, the B is very similar to the Boston Red Sox hat. It's yes. different if you know if you know your logos, you can tell. But when you're wearing a black on black hat with a B, some people, I think a lot of people probably thought it was a Boston Red Sox hat. Um, and it was super awkward when people would say something because if, if they would, if they, if they said anything, it's because they were like a Yankees fan or a Red Sox fan. And I'd have to explain to them that they were wrong, that I, this was not the team they were thinking of. But one time I was actually waiting to go to a Ring of Honor show and I was sitting at the Irish pub across the street, like, wa- mm. you know, waiting to meet somebody or whatever. And this old drunk man, not like old and drunk in a feeble way, like he looked like he could have taken me down, <laughs> just sits next to me at the bar. No reason for him to be sitting that close. And he's just like, you've got a lot of nerve wearing that in here. And I was just like, what? And he was like, hey, start yo. pointing at my hat. He's like, and with kind of a smile on his face, like, which means he's not like a total belligerent, like he's not that <laughs> drunk, but it's also like, maybe this is his, you know, maybe he's just going to have fun killing me. Yeah. And he's just like, he's like, you got a lot of nerve wearing that hat in here. This is, and he points around, he's like, this is a Yankees bar. Of course, if you look around, there's like Yankees flags everywhere, whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, dude, no, this is a Brooklyn Dodgers hat, man. It's not a Red Sox hat. <laughs> but then I'm, but now I'm talking down to the guy who is just like <laughs> shaking his fist at me. <laughs> anyway. He's like, I'm not that stupid. I want to wear a Brooklyn. It's like, dude, I'm just Red here Sox. to see a professional wrestling show across the street. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> After Red um, Sox. You should have followed yeah. up with the F the Red Sox. It would have been all good. Probably would have bunch yeah, of Yeah, as I'm running out. Like, <laughs> no, I should have run. It's like, fuck the Yankees. Just run out the door. <laughs> I'm a classic. Uh, anyway. Um, well, it's great to talk to you today. Is there anything else that we missed? Any big news? Man. Tonight, uh, the press conference is the big deal. Rosenberg will be on tomorrow uh, to cover anything exciting that happens. I guess if anything absolutely bonkers happens, maybe, mm-hmm. you know. We'll but we'll to- cover it on McMahon Mondays. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. If anything crazy happens. Uh, technical name is Mask Mondays for the record, but yes, we will be yes. back on Monday to have all of our, our weekly serious conversation. Um, Very you want to get some plugs in on the way out? Yeah, man. Cash me on Fanatic Sportsbook. Count it. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, as always. 
Uh, you catch me on SNY. Did an episode of the putback yesterday with Ian Begley and uh, Steve Popper from Newsday talking all things Knicks, Knicks trade deadline, lots of basketball news going on. I'll be in and out of all that stuff. And uh, catch me also on the Fanatic Sportsbook, uh, giving some of my best Super Bowl plays uh, of the weekend. So, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at this weekend, man. And if not, if you haven't caught it yet, catch me on new episodes of This Is Awesome and um, WWE Ultimate on Peacock. You can find me here. You can find me on the Press Box. Be sure to listen to all of the great shows on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. The Masked Man Show with Kaz, Wednesday Worldwide, and, of course, Cheap Heat with Peter Rosenberg. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to our producer, Brian H. Waters, our EP, Ben Cruz. Apologies, as always, to John Moxley. You look great out there last night. Let's go. Love seeing him fight Luchadors. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. Peace.